Hello and welcome to the Villa Park podcast. We are back. Me and Kev are back, but we have we have a re- well. Now we hit a thousand subscribers, Kev. You you just talked to us about what it's been like in 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 the Villa Park Pod WhatsApp group. Well, do you know what? I've got to talk about it. I, I've been on the pod now about a year and a bit, right? Just kind of languishing in the doldrums before I kind of got involved, and I kind of feel like you know. It's got up a notch now. You know, like when they move shows from BBC Two to BBC One, right? Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously we've done some great work. There's been a few people here and there, but since we've hit a thousand, my God, you're like, you know, when someone's got a mate that's in Tawi and then they're all out, they're all out of Faces Nightclub trying to get a bit of the action. Um, Absolutely. Or you win the lottery and all of a sudden all your mates yeah. not, not screaming not. back. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just, just before you do it, for those of you who like soap fans, Remember when? Um, remember when Den Watts we thought thought had died, and we thought Den Watts was dead, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> Dirty Den Watts out of nowhere made a return. Could that be prophetic? It could be. It could be because I'm gonna uh, bring bring my old podcast partner, the founder, the founding member of the Villa Park Podcast. OG. I don't know if he's gonna do a surprise jump jump out, but. Is he here? <laughs> I mean, this sums him up. This sums him up, to be fair. How was that introduction? <laughs> Listen, um, yeah, uh, your analogy was good, but it, I'd almost put it down to my analogy to be like, I put some of the bricks in when the first job on a new house started. And then I left and now I'm asking for the key back. Now it's got like the jacuzzi at the back and you got the loft conversion. Um, thank you um, for having me back on. Oh, um, mate. Always forgot- welcome. You, you wouldn't forgot- be here without you, Richard. All, all exactly. Jo- all jokes aside, it wouldn't be here without you. You two are the, you two are the original. So all jokes aside, it's great, great to have you here, the original. So, yeah, good, good to talk to you about the villa. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. And, I mean, it's just coincidental. That there's now a thousand people that subscribe, <laughs> you know. Just, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm here for the for the yeah. uh, for the love of the villa. It's, yeah, the glory. It comes and getting the glory now, doesn't he? Comes and gets the glory. But listen, <laughs> listen. What well, one thing that I've got that I've noticed that neither of you have now. Now you know we're a thousand subscribers. We need to up our game. I've got myself a huge podcast light. Look at oh, this. Oh yes, I look amazing. Yes. I look like I've been in my bay for four weeks. Yeah, you do. You do, Kevin. You look like you're in the the corner of a supermarket or something like I look, I look, like, the dirt, I look like dirty Dem Watts now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah you, you do, you do. Well, yeah, and, and to be honest, this light's been gathering dust in my uh garden <laughs> office for the last year and a half, so it's it's good. I'm, I'm surprised it still works. Well, Rich, with this wonderful conversation, I bet all the viewers are glad you're back, so thank you for <laughs> yeah, thank see you. That <laughs> <long spot>. yeah. <laughs> right, let's get into uh, the comments. And uh, and actually talk about talk about a, a certain match that's coming up on Saturday. Um, Brush, Man United fans, got his popcorn ready. Michael, as always, good evening, mate. Gary, hello everyone, hello mate. Hello, mate. Sam is in as if, and he's also said, "Where were you, Kev? With one listener all month." Wasn't invited um, in. Like, <laughs> was in. Yeah, uh, Michael's putting the bins out. He'd be back in five. You got to remember to put those bins out. Got to remember. Um, oh no, fame's gone to your head, Kev. Apparently, no, definitely. I'm okay. Office, don't 
Alfie says, evening all. Belgian villains in the house. Uh, good evening. We should be called Aldi Villa because we give goals away so cheaply. I like it. Uh, John said, this will be a tight game. Um, some team advice. We'll get into that. Coutinho has to start. I think Young replaces Cash. One change to the starting them from last week. On balance, we should win, but we should have beaten Leicester too. Very wise words, John. We've got your predicted lineups. We've got plenty of predicted lineups tonight. Michael Parsons. Hi, everyone. Uh, Duncan, typical get a new manager bounce with Dyche, but we're more than capable of winning. Uh, and David says, even though you have hit the big time, keep it real and honest. <laughs> of course, mate. Of course. Never change it. Never change of course. Um, so to a couple of comments there, lads, on the base on the back of um basically, yeah, facing Everton, new manager, Sean Dyche in, they've won two out of three. Um, and yeah, it is potentially going to be a tough, tough game than we probably anticipated it to be, but Again, a game that Villa should win, really, and hopefully get us back on track. Are you asking that too, Rich? Whoever, whoever. <laughs> Rich, you go, Rich, you go, you go, you go. Um, Everton just can't score goals. And, you know, Calvert-Lewin, I don't know if he'll be fit for, for Saturday. He's, he's, he's been injured the last couple of games. And I, is it Elliot Sims, a young lad that they've got up front? And on paper, they've, they've got quality and I just think that, I don't know, over the last five, six years, they've had so many different managers with so many different ideas. And I, I, I listen, I think Sean Dyche is, is a, a brilliant appointment. I think Everton are a brilliant club. Um, been to Goodison Park many times. And, and I think there's there's a real connection between Villa and Everton. We, we're, we're very, we're similar size with our fan base, with our, you know, our, our success. I think it's, it's um, it's going to be interesting because Everton are where we were just before we got relegated. You know, just mm. kicking around that plug hole for you know a couple of seasons, and you either need something to really go your way, or you end up getting getting relegated. Um, I have a a bit more of a soft spot now for for Everton. So my sister-in-law is their head of people operations, so I want them to stay up because it means that she stays in a job um <laughs> but my brother-in-law is 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 a leeds fan so it got a bit um interesting in their house on on saturday it's just something's missing everton and i don't know if it's a confidence thing I, I don't know if it's a belief thing but i think sean dyche will have over the last few weeks stripped it back to basics and got his message across quite clearly i listened to a podcast with him on it not so long back and He's just a, a good bloke that did really, really well at Burnley. Um, and his look just ran out after, was it nine seasons he was there for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they, yeah, I think they, I mean, to be fair, looking at how well Vincent Company's doing there, they probably just yeah. needed a little bit of freshening up. But I, yeah, he's a good manager. Kev, I guess he's he's kind of gone in there. He's like Ron Seal, isn't he? Does what it says on the tin. Got him set up, 4-4-2. Hard to beat, um, and playing and playing for set pieces at the moment. But again, is they're gonna if any if if they're nothing, they're gonna be well organised and hard potentially hard to break down. That that's always the issue with the Sean Dyche team, isn't it? Because you know I've said this multiple times in this podcast. The worst team I've seen that have played this season is Everton in that home game. I thought they were atrocious, and the fact they nearly got back into it 
um, after us being two and a look, is, is a damning indictment on Steven Gerrard's reign at Aston Villa, if, if I do say. Um, I just think they've got nothing up top. They've got nothing in midfield. They've got nothing in defence. Okay, they bought Tarkovsky and Cody, and that gives them a bit of solidity. <laughs> but maybe, maybe at the wrong end of their careers, potentially. But, you know, fullbacks have been poor. I mean, I know Coleman got a goal the weekend, but I think they've been poor in fullbacks. Top scorer is Damari Gray, you know, and there's a reason why Damari Gray was available for three million quid. Um, when he was one of the high, most highly rated wingers, because he's wildly, wildly inconsistent. He'll bang one in from 45 yards, seemingly, and then he won't do nothing for 10 games. Um, Calvert-Lewin, he's been injured. He's been non-existent. Gordon was their most potent threat. He's gone. And I was thinking, I can't wait to go to Everton away. It's going to be an easy win. And then they bloody bring Sean Dyche in. Um, Sean Dyche, um, as much as I would always have had ambitions for Villa, whether it was either we had the... Uh, you know, delusions of grandeur maybe for Pochettino and obviously we had Emery, but I would have probably taken Sean Dyche because I think Sean Dyche is, um, he's a really, really good manager. What he did with that Burnley team was incredible. Mm-hmm. Getting to Europe is an unbelievable achievement and yeah, company's done a fantastic job and really kicked them on in the championship, but Dyche I thought was brilliant and I, same as you, Rich, I've seen him on uh, various podcasts and I just think he talks really well. Um, he clearly knows how to get a team playing. He knows how to play to a team's strengths. You look at that Burnley team, you know, Barnes and, you know, Chris Wood. Yeah, Chris Wood, yeah. you know, Ben Meehan. But, you know, this is what I've always said about Villa sometimes over the years. If they can get two solid centre-halves who can head balls out and also head balls in, in the offensive areas, why can't Aston Villa do it? So, look, I think Dyche is, um, is, is a really good appointment, but I do also think there's only so much you can do with that team. And yeah. I um, I know they've had a couple of results lately. I think Arsenal, I think it was just time for them to lose a game, no matter what they did, basically. And, and they were up for it under him. And obviously, it was a pretty tight game against Leeds, and it could have gone either way, I think. So, um, I fully expect us to win. I know we'll do predictions at the end, but I just think our quality of our squad. And I've been thinking a little bit about, you know, our recent run, and as much as there's loads of inconsistencies and problems and, you know, Aldi Villa and all that, we've played Man City and Arsenal. And a resurgent at the time, Leicester team. And I really fancy if the back's back to winning ways on Saturday. Well, positive talk, positive talk. Um, Rich, does the fact that I'll go to comments in a minute as well, but does the fact that Daesh has got one or two players that he's familiar with in the fact of Tarkovsky, McNeil, um, I think there's one or two others in there that he's that he's come into contact with. Um, does that fact that he's no he knows some of the players there help has helped him? in terms of, like, getting his ways across to the players? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the, the team that they put out against Everton, and, and and yes, he's got McNeil and Tarkowski, but he's also got proper leaders. Cody's a proper leader. Coleman's, you know, been there Pickford. since he... Well, yeah, and Pickford's just today signed a new contract um, mm. at Everton. So you can see that Dyche is, is trying to very quickly build a, a spine that he can trust. Um, uh, I remember, I remember hearing about Cody at the, um, it was it the, it was at the Euros where he didn't play a minute, but he was, I, I, I forget who he was, but one of the coaches said he was the most influential player in the squad because he just gave everything to the, to the team. And, He's a local lad. I, I don't know if he's, if he's a, a red or, or a blue Cody, but obviously he's, he's going to give a lot to, Everton, Dyche will definitely be pleased that he's got those people. And <clears throat> McNeil, I, I remember us playing up at Turf Moor, and McNeil looked like a world beater. Um, I forget, did he did he score at Villa Park as well? 
and I thought he was not a bad signing when Everton got him, but Sean Dyche is going to get the best out of him. So yeah. you you yeah. look at that that team, they they they've paid a bit of money for a few of the players. Um, I mean, you can you can see from the formations that they've played. Kev, you talk about having centre halves that can you know score headers. I think Daichi's going out not to lose games and hoping to, to to nick a goal. And I expect that that will probably be the way he plays against us. I know he spoke at the weekend about making Goodison a fortress. And to be fair to the Everton fans, they carried their team over the finish line last season. You know, there was yeah, a, a real, real atmosphere that, you know, they stuck with the players. And, and that was, I think it was, was it the game against Chelsea? But they wouldn't maybe three on the bounce. You wouldn't have expected them to win. And the fans played such a integral part in, in that. Um, you just got to hope we can, we can get something early to shut them up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a couple of things, Kev, before we talk about the Villa. Um, and, and as I go through a lot of the comments that have coming in. You talk about some of the players, but one player I'm really impressed with is Onana. What's his name? What's his name? <laughs> hey, I was waiting for that. <laughs> but yeah, I think he came on against us when we were, obviously that game we won 2-0 when Carlos got injured, but almost, almost single-handedly earned them a point in that game. And all, by all accounts, has been playing extremely well um, in the midfield since Dyche has come in. And tellingly for Villa, they do not do well against physicality in the midfield. Um, and Decore and Anana in there is going to be a tough a tough midfield to play against. It is, actually. And I'm now thinking I probably should have put Den Donker in my team. <laughs> Nave made that point. Um, but, look, I don't I don't want to be too too complacent about this because I think in the Premier League, anything can happen. And Villa have been a team that you certainly wouldn't ever put any money on if you had real ambitions of actually winning. You want any money back. Um, but Onana's decent. I think they've got some decent solid centre-halves. I don't really care much about the rest of the team. I think Pigford's clearly yeah. a good goalie. But nothing about the rest of that team worries me. I think Decore's maybe even you know a bit past it in terms of his, 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 his peak, peak time. Um, watching watch Bang one in for 25 yards. He's going to get a hat-trick in this game. But, <laughs> and listen, I don't, I don't believe in fate, so like, forget all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. Up front, I don't think they've got they've got much to offer. Um, you know, I just I don't I don't worry about him in fullbacks. I, I, my my view is McNeil. Yeah, he, he, he's in, in, for McNeil. See Algarzi, see see Bailey, see a few wingers. But I think he's been a massive disappointment. And maybe the, the yes. familiar arm of Sean Dice round his shoulders uh, might get more out of him. But if Aston Villa cannot with the ambitions that we've got, it's not even necessarily a lot sort of like. Get over the line. I think we. Sh- I think we should be going there and trying to put in a performance. It'll be very hard. The fans are up for it. They've won two other bounces at home at a dice, but we've got to do what we don't often do, which is try and take the game to a team with quality. And that's, that's what yeah. I think. I think if you try and fight fire with fire and make it a bit of a turgid game, I think we'll. I think we'll. We'll lose that because I think yeah. they're a bit dirty. Yeah, we've got to show our. Yeah, we've got to show our quality. Play the football. You know that we've been playing in parts against these top sides that have been getting us goals. If we can do that for a good. I don't know, even like even a 45 minute spell, you could be two or three nil up in that spell and, and kind of game done. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 Um, Roger said, uh, number one podcast bar none. Wow. Thank you very much, you, my Roger. friend. That's Appreciate great. That. Um, and Gary said, this is usually our banker against Everton. So no messing about, please, Villa. Yeah. Uh, so, Sigur John Bjorg Vincent. Look at that. 
I hope I've I hope I've not bit butchered your name there, mate. But Coutinho to lock this one up in the first half. Up the villa from Iceland. Thank you for tuning in, mate. That is brilliant. Uh, Belgian villain said, Unai Emery's inconsistent army must show up against Everton. I swear if that Ellis Sims scores the most embarrassing club <laughs> besides Newcastle. <laughs> hey. Um hi CH. Yes, lads. Yes, Rich. Thanks for joining. John says, I think Leeds are kicking themselves. They didn't pull the trigger earlier and get Daesh in. Probably. Mm. Um, Nick uh, says, really hope he doesn't play Dina this week. They won't need any encouraging and he's got the minerals the size of Tic Tacs. Yeah, well, we'll see what the teams the lads have put out. I've got George's, I've got yours, Kev's, I've got Martin's, I think, and I've got Sam's. So we've got loads of, loads of teams, predicted teams to go through. Richard said, thank God Calver ain't playing different team when he's not in it. Yep, definitely. I have heard, though, he might be coming back from injury. I don't know if he's going to be back for tomorrow or for Saturday, though. Um, Dice will keep them up, but we need to play the right way and not get bossed off the ball. Similar to what you were saying, Kev. Uh, Martin says, sorry, I'm not on as I'm preparing for my League Cup final with Park Villa. Hopefully a first league trophy in his managerial career. Fingers crossed for you, mate. Uh, Who's the new guy in the bottom? (laughs) Enjoy, guys, (laughs) up the villa. Yeah, he just, he just, we're doing a fans forum. He just decided. Uh, I I, I want a ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Are we worried about this one? Um, I'm not particularly worried, mate. I think, I think it just echo the points that the two lads have just made in terms of if we get off to a good start and if we can play the the quality of football that we've played in patches for a consistent time period, I think we'll be fine. Um, And then what's, well, we'll come to those in a minute. Um, I wanted to talk, um, I'd start a comment from David. Rich, um, I'll come to you first. Emery has promised a huge reaction, so he expects a big win. If we're not, we have big problems. So, yeah, just in terms of Emery's comments in pre- in his press conference today, didn't look like he'd had much sleep, to be fair. But, um, you know, obviously from the last game, he had a, quite a lot to say about being irritated about the, the performance and about the players not adhering to his plans. Are you expecting a big performance? You expect? You think Emery is expecting a big reaction as well? I think he saw your tweet, the one that compared his run to Gerrard's. Um, I hope so. I, th- I think we have to bounce back strong against Everton. Um, the, the Arsenal game was 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 an interesting one, and I came out of it quite content with the performance. Obviously, not the not the score line. But you look at, I actually remember, and if, if you watch the highlights, you'll see this. When Martinez goes up for the corner, Kamara looks at him as if and goes like that, as if to say, like, what are you doing? And I think he shakes his head. Now, 3-2, there's been a lot of talk about that third goal and should it be an offside? And if that happens at Old Trafford, it's probably offside. And look, if the third goal doesn't go in, they don't get the fourth. Martinez isn't up for the corner. And I, I remember saying to you, Kev, Arsenal were playing to win and we were playing not to lose. Yeah. And I think I think that's that's a real issue with, with the Villa. The belief isn't there. So do I think there'll be a big reaction? Yeah. But if, if they can if they can weather our storm for the first 15 minutes and maybe they nick a goal in the first half, I just worry about our backbone. I just worry that there's you know you Last, not even last season, we won 10 games ago. We're talking about how great Martinez is and he's a leader on the pitch. And and now there's a lot of 
in, in our WhatsApp group, certainly, and probably other, other Villa fans, happy to sell him, think he's a liability, thinks he wastes too much time. It's the Martinez show, show too, too much. So I worry sometimes about the strength of character that we have in our team. Um, and I think that whilst Emery's absolutely right, you know, he, he needs a big reaction. There's a run of games that we should win. You know, we should be beating Everton in the form they're in. Um, and we should see ourselves, you know, be pushed up the table with these these results. I just worry sometimes if the script doesn't go the way we want it to, that there's always there's always there's always banana skin or, or yeah. two for us and Villa, and, and they'll find it. Yeah, know. there's a, there's a, can be a soft centre, can't there? And yeah, this is the thing, Kev. Like with Villa, um, these next few games, they're not going to come comfortably. They're not going to come easy. Like they are games like Rich said that we should we should potentially be be winning or at least at least going with going with the um the the thought process that we should be winning but they're not going to be easy like we could go one nil down against Everton and then it's a test of character to come through we could beat Everton quite comfortably and then struggle um in the next game against Palace so this is a big test for for the for the Villa team isn't it and this 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 first game in particular is to get us onto that road of of just finding that form again yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I, I believe you could say what I'm about to say next at any point during the season, which is, I think this is almost the, the crunch time of the season for us now, but particularly for this this club. You know, we've had the impact that we had under Gerard talked about on the tweet, the last podcast, happened under Emery as well. We we all feel, I think, collectively, in terms of a group, but also I, I think collectively as a fan base, that Emery is, is a way better appointment, higher pedigree, better skill set. So we think we're going in the right direction under Emery. And we had some did some things we didn't do, didn't we? You know, we had away wins. We won in the third kit. You know, it, crazy as it sounds, wearing a different kit. Man United. In a way, beat Man United. Then we've had this tricky spell. Now, any manager can have a tricky spell. See Grandpa, see Jurgen Klopp. You know, two managers have done better than us in recent years. But this spell of games now, Everton, clearly, obviously, uh, up at the weekend. Then Palace at home. West Ham, who are in absolute doldrums. Uh, Maywell have a new manager by then. And then Bournemouth. West Ham away, Bournemouth at home. Um, and then Chelsea, who knows where they'll be when we play them next. That run of games for me is critical for this team, whether they... And I feel like I've got deja vu of saying this last year with with Gerrard. Um, if these players want to be around for the for the Gerrard revolution, I said last year, they want to be around for the Emery revolution. We are going to go big in the summer. I said that last year and we didn't, right? But... Um, <laughs> If you're a Matty Cash, what have you got? Do you want to be Villa's right back next season? Do you want to be even part of this squad that's going on a European route? Coutinho, have you still got it? Have you got it consistently to show us what you've got? Buendia, are you are you a record signer or are you not? Bailey, uh, we're all saying you haven't got it, mate. Sh- show us what you're all about, etc., etc., etc. I would say at the moment, I think Mings is absolutely fine. I think Kamara's fine. I think Louise is fine unless we sell him. I think Watkins mm-hmm. is fine. The rest of them, see what happens. Martinez is obviously class, but I think I think he could well have higher ambitions for us. Um, but everything else is up for grabs for me. Everything else, even even a Moreno, even a Duran, you know, are they going to be starters in that team? So, in terms of Villa, opportunity-wise, this is absolutely critical. Whether we actually seriously can knock on that top ten, there's no reason why we can't, other than our own, our own inconsistency. Whether we have a season of finishing thirteenth, fourteenth, and I fully expect under Emery. The way he's reacted to that last game, the way he's been talking in the press, I fully expect us to put in a performance. I fully expect us to. Positive, positive talk, Kev. Now, one player who has been in very good form lately, Rich, is, uh, and as Duncan saying here, he thinks Watkins is going to get two. 
Richard said the form of Watkins is on fire. Is our man, Ollie Watkins, and four goals in four games. Um, yeah, can't, can't ask for much more from him, can we, really? No, and... We've never, I've never disliked Watkins. I, I think we, he, the show's always been a fan of his, but there was a lot of effort put in in areas of the pitch where he didn't need to be. Um, he's more decisive. He, he, you know, he when he gets the ball now, he's he's looking to to shoot. The goal he scored at the weekend, it was probably a bad first touch. Mm. I, I thought that anyway. Little step over, get gets half a yard, and it's a tight angle. But you watch a showreel of Ollie Watkins' goals when he's, he's shooting. A lot of them are tight angles into that far corner. He's, he's great. And, you know, you, you'll see my my team shortly. But um, I think he needs a little bit of support up top. I think he, he needs someone um, you know, that, that can play it a bit closer to him. Because a lot of the time, you've got a Coutinho who I thought was really good against Arsenal and is starting to see a bit of form. Buendia runs his socks off. But they're, they're so far away from him that he's always got a couple of centre-offs that, that are looking after him. So for him to get the goals that he's got in the formation that we play, I, I think it's, it's, been, it's been brilliant. Um, and, and whatever work Emery has done with him has, has clearly paid off. And yeah, you know, Kev, you, you talk about some players that, that, that are safe. I think I think Watkins is, is probably showing Emery in this form that we don't need another centre-forward. That he, he can he can do a job for us. You don't agree with that, do you? No, I don't. I, th- I think you always need competition myself. Yeah. I think obviously obviously, however well Duran does, that's fine. But I definitely think we need another. Like Duran can hopefully be that strength, but he's going to take a year or two, um, and then. But yeah, I definitely think we need someone finish breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But having said that, you know, so I think I saw a tweet saying that. Watkins, it's not. Is it a coincidence that Watkins has already has started to find real goal scoring form as soon as Ings is out the building, um, mm. and now he's kind of cemented as that number one. But you you can't go through a, t- a season with the rest. Well, we, we're obviously going through the rest of this season, but you can't go through next season just with Watkins and an unproven 19, yeah. 20 year old. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I sorry, I, I gets injured. I agree with that, but I, I don't think we'll go out and spend 50 million quid on a striker to replace yeah, Watkins. Yeah. There's talk of uh, Tammy again. Mm. I saw not that. It's not going yeah. away. Yeah. Well, well it, it might be a crazy, crazy suggestion, but you could always buy another striker and play both of them up front at the same time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> I know it isn't. Now it's not a dig at you guys, by the way. I know it's... A, no, it's no, a, no, no, no. It's a Premier League, isn't it? No, no one does yeah, it, but actually... No one does it. Rich, I totally agree with your point, mate. I totally... Sorry, Rich B. I mean, it's too many Riches on a podcast now. Um, I'll leave um, it right in, mums. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I totally agree. Watkins, sometimes, if you think about it, often he's very isolated, so he's got like three or four players around him, and he's trying to do everything that... And he's not... Might be the, got all the skills in the book, and he's not, you know, absolutely like Adama Troy rapid. So... If you've got players around him supporting him, building play together, then I think you'd probably see a bit more. But of course, you've got to um, sacrifice something from further down the pitch mm-hmm. to do that. So, look, he's been great. I think the responsibility he's taken since Ings has gone. Maybe it's been lucky, but I don't think there's been a surprise for me that his form's really, really gone up. And this is also from not many chances. I saw a stat the other day. His XG of those four goals is so low of what he actually got when he got those four goals. That's a really good sign. Imagine if we created more chances. For yeah, him, yeah, you know, he had one yeah. chance in a weekend and he scored it. So, 
that that's the key thing for me in terms of this team. And that's why some of the support players are the ones that I think are probably at risk. And, and obviously, yeah, you've seen changes changes lately, haven't you, with the team? Yeah, yeah. Now, talking again of coming out of the woodwork to get involved in the pod again, it's uh, another stranger. Hello, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would argue that I'm less of a stranger, but not by much. <laughs> if, if I'm being honest. Uh, Richard, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard and I actually both agreed to come on just so you could publicly admit to me and him in the same room that you're wrong about Gerard, actually. So I already did that. I already did that. I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for you before talking about it. So, yeah. Well, although, although, Sam, Sam, are you going to admit you're wrong about Bailey yet? Or, or... Oh, God. Yeah, I'm so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was so wrong. Do you know, I really, I felt like, I feel like Bailey's got, like, everything that he needs but the game against against Arsenal just showed it he's just got terrible decision making yeah I think we were joking earlier in the chat about you know his his dribbles completed being quite high and that's partly because after he beats the man he goes back and tries to beat him again and it's it's really true he doesn't lack ability as his dad lets everyone know but he's um I think his footballing IQ is a little bit Shot, but yeah, yeah. you're right. I have to concede to your superior knowledge on Bailey. Being honest. Hopefully, I'm, hopefully, I'm apologizing for being for being actually wrong on that at some point down the line, but we'll see. We'll see, we'll see. No, but I think, I think actually, on Bailey, Emery's points today in the press conference are quite telling. I think he was asked specifically about him, and uh, I'm to paraphrasing here, but he said something like, At the moment, Leon's trying, he's working really hard, and we're trying to find the best best position for him or the best place in the team for him and then someone else commented underneath it's on the bench (laughs) 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 but yeah I think that show tells you everything you need to know you know that he hasn't we just don't know what to do with him at the moment other than like I say you know maybe you have it coming on and having it a little bit of an impact because he's just so inconsistent that you can't rely on him can you I I just think that's, that's management speak to be honest I mean think about any other job you know, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, mean, it basically means he's probably going to be moving on in the yeah, summer. Yeah, you know, That's basically you got, what it means. You got a branch of Greg's in um, in Dunfermline, and we don't know what to do with Tracy at the moment. We can't see in the final place for the business. <laughs> what you mean is Tracy's been shit. She's been crap <laughs> in the past. She's been crap on the tills. She she can't sort out the books. Like um, he's clearly trying to keep him somewhat motivated because he might need to keep him. But um, I mean, we don't know where, where to put him in the team. He's a wide player. He's a wide player that should be creating creating goals and, and scoring goals. And I, I mean, the thing that sums it up for him up for me is, and I can't, I'm so annoyed actually that I've seen this now because I was raging about it for a bit. Was when the video of the Arsenal fourth goal where Martinez came up from the corner, and and Bailey just basically almost crawling back up the pitch, let alone like trotting. It was horrendous. He just let everyone run past him, and I just think there's a sense of. I don't know. You see him trying. He clearly cares. And there's other times, and I think maybe it's an intelligence thing, but. I think there's a bit of a desire lacking sometimes. You know, I, I just think that, you know, you've got to want to want to die for that shirt. I mean, to be successful in this league. So, wildly inconsistent, but he sums up a lot of our team, doesn't he? Particularly from an attacking perspective. I think, I think for, for Bailey, I think if he was like a fan favourite and everyone was just, you know, doing what ba- Bailey is used to and just, you know, giving him all the praise and, and making him star boy, I think he'd actually perform better. I think the fact that he's being questioned and he knows it and his, you know, and his dad's giving it lemon and and all of that, I reckon it's. I think it's actually making him a worse player. He's in his head too much and he's he's sort of thinking about, oh, you know, what are the fans gonna do or say to me if I 
you know, don't turn back if I don't do this and that. And he's got he's got ability, Bailey. Like he's shown it in some games. And I think if you bring him off the bench, he'll have a couple of games where he's absolutely superb. And, and Bailey has put in man of the match performances this season. It's not that he doesn't have it. And I think there's a certain point where you say, look, a player is just a bad player. Like he's 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 reached his limit of what he's capable of. And I just don't, I just don't feel like that's what we've got with Bailey. I don't think this is just how good he is at football. And um, you know, it's like getting blood from a stone. I reckon he needs coaching. He needs like a real coach to to improve his game. I, I read an article the other day about um, Marcus Rashford working with uh, Benny McCarthy. I don't know if you boys remember Benny McCarthy. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 He's he's a he's a new um, uh, offensive coach at Man United under Ten Hag and. He's just changed Rashford's game with coaching. He's just taught, and Benny McCarthy, like we all remember him, but like anyone under a certain age will have no idea who he is. But he was a clinical finisher and and he seems to be a better coach because he's just taught Rashford how to stay calm in front of goal. And I think that's what Bailey needs. Like he's still relatively young. I think he needs coaching, boys. He does. He does definitely do. I mean, you can see the ability. Like he's basically summed up in every game, he's summed up within like a, a, a minute segment of a game. Like there's, there's a time where he'll he'll trip over his own feet, where he's trying to beat a man or he's trying to control it and then tackle it. And then the next sec, then then in the next breath, he's bringing down a ball that is behind him on a Cruyff turn, and then putting it into his path, turning an Arsenal defender inside out and smashing a shot that gets saved and hits the bar, which he, he would have literally been the match winner for us on that on that occasion. And that just sums him up. I, I think that I don't know if you meant to do that. I don't know. Well, I it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's irrelevant, yeah, isn't it? It's still a fantastic first touch. No, like, it's, it's unbelievable. It, I mean, yeah. the fact is, we, we're all so surprised, aren't we, that that, that he did it? And it, yeah. it was brilliant. Um, well, I, I, that I, wasn't, yeah, but I think that's a bit harsh. I think he's got that in his locker. When he took that down, you just thought, oh, that's the Bailey that we want. Not not that, oh my God, I've never saw Bailey doing that. Like, you can't you can't argue that he, like, are you saying that he doesn't have footballing talent like his control I, I, of the I, I, ball I, speed is ability I, 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 to beat a man I, I, I'll, I'll tell you what it is for Bailey right he, he scored some great goals he, he, he beat players at times not the fastest I think I thought he would be the thing for me which which I don't even think coaching can necessarily fix when you're nearly 26 is I think he's got a terrible touch generally I think his first touch is generally not great I, I just think that you know from a perspective of a professional footballer um, he, he gives up possession straight away too easily, or he'll let it. You know, he's he's awareness. He'll let it run past him. He's terrible at protecting the ball, and I just don't think his touch, touch is particularly very good. So I just don't know what how, how much can you do with that from a coaching perspective, because you, you know true. when the ball's, ball's coming I, to I your also, feet. Yeah. I also think we were spoiled with Grealish because Grealish's yeah. first touch was like he was like, was glue. like a knife through butter. It was yeah. just like. Yeah, you could just he 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 bought himself an extra second purely on the basis of his first touch was straight in his path every single yeah. time. Whereas, and I've said this loads of times, I'm not rich. Whereas the majority of footballers, even Premier League footballers, their first touch is to control the ball and then they take then they take it. Whereas Grealish, his first touch is just taking the ball wherever he wants yeah. to go. Yeah. And that's the yeah. difference between like that level of footballer and that level of footballer. But you're talking about a hundred million pound player and a thirty oh, of course, of course, of course, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're Absolutely. I think there's I think what Kev said is actually a really good point. I feel like the first touch for most of our team is actually abysmal. John McGinn's got a terrible first touch. Oli yeah. Watkins I can have a, an absolute stinker of a first touch. Yeah. Even, even Buendia, um, he, his first touch lets him down on occasion. So 
I'm hoping that coaching can fix that. Otherwise, we are we are we need to. <laughs> we're in real trouble. Yeah, yeah, we're in real trouble. Can I? Uh, um, can I? Can I just make one quick point? I really wish we'd bought Wilfred Gnanto for four million quid. So yeah, he looks a player. He looks yeah, a player. He's very good. Yeah, I, I think he's um, got a good pitch, anyway. He has. He has. I've got to go through comments, lads. Sorry, I've got to go through. So, uh, what's this? Same as us with Emery. There's only so much we can he can do with our team as well. Yeah, we've we've covered that uh, lots, Gary. Great point. Emery is better than Potch. Duncan, look at Emery's credentials as opposed to Potch, and Duncan agrees with him. Deitch is rebuilding that dressing room. In our dressing room, something isn't working and we make one to two, one or two many mistakes and it has cost us a lot recently. He fully, Belgian villain fully expects that to continue. Well, I think it will throughout the season. I don't know whether it will on Saturday, but we hope not. Um, think Everton will go for wins at home and get what they can away. Um, this is around Anana. He's there, Kamara for me. And Nick said, good shout regarding their midfield. I, I'd be surprised if he didn't strengthen there. Um Belgian villain loves Anana. Uh, be lucky if the sticky toffees go down. We need to sign him. Um, they lack pace at centre half. I think you've said that, Kev. Uh, Everton lack pace at centre half. David said this should be a comfortable win, but it's certain that Villa will make really hard work of it. We're coming to starting lineups, but Richard said Coutinho starts again 100%. Um, they'll play percentages, says Nick. When was the last time we won comfortably when we actually should? Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm sorry, but then the Den Donker hate is a bit harsh for me. I don't think we hate Den Donker. Um, Nick James said they'll do percentage football yet. Boston to the corners to turn us. Um, I'm, I, won't, I won't pronounce your name, mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wasn't even <laughs> close the last time. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You'll have to come on and, and tell and help us. I think I could give that. Was it Sigurd Jon uh, Bjorg Vincent? That's that's what I said, but I is think it wrong? I anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, Adam Evans, what has yeah. Potch won yet? Um, Duncan said Villa should their pace and flair in this one in those categories Villa are top six I don't think we have any pace Richard said the first half performance against Arsenal will be enough to get past Everton Emery won't put up with another display like last week yeah I agree we're still 11th said Gary but think that's where we will stay and that's fine with this inconsistent lot um Oh, it's a question for you, Rich. I'll come to you. Do we give Bertie a go as he was on the bench last week and maybe deserves a go? Um, I don't mind Traore. I, I think that Emery's brought him back for for a reason. We were probably in the market for a winger. <laughs> Sam, you touched on a point about Villa's lack of lack of pace. I, th- I think Traore is an example of that. Like he's a winger with with no pace. Bailey is a winger with with, with no pace. So the centre halves of Everton being slow, I don't think Dyche's going to lose much sleep facing Aston Villa because of that. But Traore is is tricky. He has got a good first touch. He he will. I, I still remember his goal against West Brom when no one thought he was going to shoot, and he just slotted into the, the bottom corner. I think he's he's a very intelligent player that uses the ball well. Um, and he was on the bench against Arsenal. I don't think he'll start um, against Everton, but I think he'll see some minutes. Um, Emery could have easily just let him play out the rest of his, his loan. He was over in Turkey, wasn't he? Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I think he's a player that you'll look at and on the bench and go, you know what? Yeah, he could probably make a difference. And the more we've got of those on the bench, the better, really. Definitely. Agreed. I think we need players off the bench who can, yeah, can do things. And 
it can potentially change the game for us. So the more we've got of that, the, the better, I think. Uh, I was I was just just um, taking my attention with Adamski saying that he's got your, your that training top, Rich. It's a good top. So it is a good top. Props to you. And I think you're yeah. getting some love in the love in the chat, mate. I think Rich Rich Edwards agreed with you 100% about mentality. So. You know, we'd, yeah. we'd be at two thousand if I'd just come back. Yeah, to exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, um, right, I'll get your get teams up now. We'll go for starting lineup. We're getting lots of shouts for Coutinho to start. We're getting shouts for Duran to start. Um, so yeah, lots, lots, and lots of different um, different ideas in terms of starting lineup. So I've got. Uh, let me just get yours as well, Sam. Just give me a sec while I'm doing that, guys. Please do leave a like on the video and please do subscribe if you're new. As I say, we've passed the thousand mark, which is phenomenal. Um, and thanks to your support that we've done that. Um, but yeah, we want to try and get close to, want to try and get right up to 2000 as quick as we can. Keep growing and growing and growing. So please do um, hit the like button, hit that subscribe button to help us grow. We do have a super chat function as well now open. So if you guys do want to help contribute to the channel with super chats, then please do. Um, any Any donation is phenomenal and it helps us you know, go into producing shows like Talking Tactics and, and other shows that we want to bring co good content to you guys. So, yeah, thank you for all your support and please help us to continue to grow. Uh, who do we go for first? Sam, we'll go for your starting lineup first. Um, talk us through it, mate. <clears throat> well, uh, good thing mine's not on because apparently he said that he yeah, Apparently he copied his, yeah, that's what he <laughs> said, yeah. Well, I think, I mean, uh, the, the back four kind of speaks for itself. Apart from Moreno and, and, and obviously Cash, you could either have Dino or Young there. I think Moreno's shown he's got good attacking qualities. Um, so I feel if it, were, if it was my choice, what i do is when Moreno and Cash go forward like, like modern wingbacks do, I would have Kamara drop back and have Mings, yeah. Kamara and Konsa as a back three just to sort of protect that for any, for any counter-attacks. And, and then you have because what I think what we really lack in this team is width. You know, you can see I've got two I've got two cams in this team with Coutinho and Buendia, and we really need width. I, I would argue Matty Cash isn't the best uh, sort of like right wing back. I think he's more of a traditional right back, even though defending is probably not his strongest attribute. Um, so um, I, I've been impressed with Moreno. He's obviously he had his issues, and we've played some tricky opponents. Um, Kamara is a given. I think Louise this season, I've been his biggest critic since he's joined Villa, but I don't think you can really argue with him this season. I think he's been one of our better players. Ramsey, I always love what he brings. He drives, he's the only player in this team that actually drives with the ball. Um, and then uh, Coutinho, a lot of people would argue he deserves his place. So I kept him in there. And uh, I think Wendy has got to do a bit a bit more for me, if I'm being honest, Agreed. because last, last week when Duran came on, I know it's a very small cameo and it's not enough to warrant a starting starting place, but he really looked up for it. And I think Buendia, as of late, has not looked up for it. And I think that's that for me is is troubling. Like when your motivation goes, when your head goes, and I'm sure, like Richard said, when your mentality goes, that's a problem. And Watkins, he's a given right now, even though I still have my doubts about him. I'm sure we could do better. Maybe Cameron Archer showing showing what he could bring in the, in, in the Middlesbrough team, but right now is the only option we've got so uh, he stays yeah yeah uh, we get a few few little ones here rich says mcginning for ramsey uh gary says mcginn surely over ramsey so let's get your team up kev let's see if 
you're in agreement with Sam or not. Um, oh, a couple of changes there. A couple of changes. Talk to us. I put changes. What changes to, to, to Sam's team or changes to the yeah, last game? changes to Sam's team. Yeah. 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 Um. Well, the last game we played. Um. It started with McGinn on the right and Coutinho on the left. And I know that's kind of quite interchangeable in terms of when they move around the pitch. But um, I mean, for me, the toss-up was Cash or Young, but I thought Cash did okay. I actually thought he didn't get enough credit for his part in the first goal. I think he nipped in really well, great energy. Yeah, yeah. It was a great ball over the top for Watkins. Uh, bad first touch, but obviously he did a fantastic finish with his left. So that got us off to a good start. So I'd, I'd, I'd keep him in his place. Conza means Moreno Martinez, I think he's a no-brainer now. Kamara Louise is the same. Watkins, obviously. I think Coutinho starts because I think he, he did well in, in the last couple of games he's played. And I just think because they're quite a physical team, I think it needs Duran. I think you need Duran's size in that team. And I think Bailey or even a trial Ray would probably be better served bring, coming on for 15, 20 minutes if you are trying to chase the game or to stretch the game a bit. So um, I think it's Duran for for, uh, for Buendia for me. Um, Buendia, listen, I still have a worry that whether he'll ever be good enough for... for top 10 Premier League consistency based purely on his size. And you've got to be ahead of a footballer, see David Silva, for example, to be that small and be that effective. And I just think sometimes he still gets bullied off the balls a little bit. So um, Duran him for me, because I think he's shown more than enough now in about 50 minutes of football, admittedly over three appearances. Um, and I think Coutinho, and I think McGinn's actually been, been it was in a better form under Emery when he got back into the team. Um before his injury. And I think he's up, looked like he's up for the fight as well. And I think you need that level of McGinn experience. There's probably an argument for Young as well, you know, when you're up against a, a Coleman and a Tarkovsky, etc. Yeah. Yeah. I don't disagree with that team. I think, I think, yeah, Bailey off the bench, obviously, I think Duran against a big Everton <laughs> defence. Bailey's not coming off the bench in Kev's team. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. And he's not um, on the bench. He's not on the bench. Yeah. Kev, yeah. Kev's put himself on the bench before Bailey. <laughs> Ramsey, a, Ramsey a potential option off the bench. Traore an option off the bench. But yeah, I think I think we'll probably need that physicality. And I worry about us on, on set pieces. And I think that more height you can have in the team against a team like Everton, I think the better. But can, um, I, like when you talk about McGinn, like just because that seems to be like a, a contentious point, you know, McGinn or Ramsey. We talk about his output this season in terms of assists and goals, and it's non-existent. And oh, I feel, yeah. I feel like you ask ask the question, what does McGinn? You talk about experience, and I mean, yeah, okay, he's got experience in playing in a team that doesn't win very much. But what does it, like genuinely, all jokes aside, like what does he provide? Does he prov does he drive with the ball anymore? Does he he doesn't do the arsing anymore? He turns. He's not particularly quick. He's not a great passer of the ball. I feel like McGinn right now, until he improves his form. I just don't see what he adds to the team. You know what I think he do. I, I don't disagree with any of those points. And, and when my team comes up, you'll see I've, I haven't put McGinn in. I think you need to send I it think, to me, Rich. To be fair, mate. I'll pop it over to you. Um, Did you? I can, I can talk through it. Um, yeah. I think what McGinn has got is he is a fan's favourite. He does wear his heart on his sleeve, and when he makes a challenge, he he makes a challenge. And mm. I, I think that the Villa fans see that, see that, um, and I think for all football fans that are generally the, the, the same, they will forgive a lack of skill if someone's putting the effort in. So oh. I even, I imagine Kev would even say some nice things about Bailey if he was to sprint the length of the pitch to put a challenge in to win the ball back, if he'd lost it, probably not. But but I, I, you're right, if you look at McGinn's stats, 
when he pulls on a Scotland shirt, he's, he's unreal. He doesn't, we don't get the same again in a village. He plays so much higher. And I think I, I, I completely agree with you. He is a fan's favourite. And people, you know, as soon as we start the game, he's, you know, it's it's the whole we've got McGinn. And, but, you know, three or four misplaced passes, people start to get fed up. And I mean, even if he doesn't do that and he, you know, he keeps that kind of motivation. If I'm being honest, that doesn't win games. Well, if you look at Jacob Ramsey when he drives and when he makes those assists and those goals, I think. I think that wins that will win more games than a feel-good factor. And I think you talk about leadership when Tyrone Mings was out for, for a, a week or two weeks, whatever it was. I think we saw lack of leadership there, even though McGinn was in the team. I think Sam, I, I really, you know what it is for me, mate? I totally agree by the way with all the points you made before when you talked about McGinn. Um, it's when I picked that team, for example, I was thinking Ramsey's just bang out of form. And, and he's been really bang out of form for a bit of time now and has done not anywhere near the heights of last season. Um, I've got a situation, obviously, with, um, you know, Buendia, we've talk, talked about um, in terms of the output. So it really was for a bit of... Uh, you, you're absolutely right. I don't think he was a great captain again at times, but I think he's got a little bit of nice and experience. And I think right now, I think he's probably the best form of those ones, but arguably. So I'd love I'd love Ramsey driving forward with the potential he's got. I totally agree. I think he's likely to do. Look what he did in Norwich away, that goal he scored. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah. But um, I just think right now, I think Ramsey probably, I, don't, I just don't think he's, he, he's been non-existent in some of the games. He got hooked at half-time the other day, didn't he? I, I agree. Yeah. I think I think with with the only thing I would say is with McGinney's of a certain age now where you know what you're getting with him. I think Ramsey's still, you know, he's got, He's young, he's got potential to get better. And if you coach him, stick with him, let him get that game time, let him get that experience, you might get a better player out of him. McGinn is what McGinn is, and he won't change, he won't improve now. It's like on FIFA when they hit a certain age and it won't, it won't, you know, he won't improve his rating anymore. But Ramsey's still got so far to go. I'd give him a chance. And I feel like this this Villa side, I don't want to get too too far into it, but I feel like we've actually got an issue with having really talented youngsters that we don't really give a go. Like we see it in, in loads of other Premier League teams that they're, they're giving their youngsters a chance. You look at Leeds and you know that that that, that winger that they've got who, who looks really good, and and loads of other teams around the league are, are giving people a chance. And we've got players like Cameron Archer who everywhere he goes, he scores for fun. He's not getting a chance. Kayla Ke- uh, uh, Kessler Hayden, he looks really he looks really good. And we've got Ashley Young playing four positions instead of him. I just don't see where the chances are coming in for for younger players. We stick with with. The devil we know, as opposed to you know something else. Uh, can I just just make one quick point as well? Sorry, on the midfield point, I actually mentioned earlier on that Den Donker could have been a shake because of his size, and I think Belgian Villa said I didn't see the, the, the Den Donker hate, but it's a bit harsh. It probably is a little bit harsh. He's clearly got a lot of international caps, and he's clearly a decent footballer. But I just think he's been not great for us. But more more important than that, we, we I worked with a lot of Wolves fans, and not one Wolves fan I knew was disappointed to see him go. And I always think that says a lot. You know, because I know Wolves have been, you know, a bit higher in recent years, but I think the fact that they weren't too bothered about letting him go because he's probably a little bit slower than you'd like. He's, you know, as we probably saw from that uh, FA Cup goal, um, you know, he doesn't really do much in terms of the, the attacking attacking areas. I don't think he's dominated as he could be. I think he's does he does a job and he's solid. And I think, you know, I wouldn't be um, I wouldn't be massively surprised to see him start if you're trying to get more physicality. But I think the criticism for him just because I just don't think he's been great for Villa. Yeah. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Well, look, the, the midfield's been an age-old problem for Villa, and I think we're talking you know, about two players, McGinn, Ramsey, or, and even three players with Dendonka that just probably haven't done enough to cement themselves in the team. Like, this is why yeah, we keep talking well. about them. Buendia as well. Like, yeah, yeah. just yeah, just so inconsistent. And 
yeah, just no, just no real like um, spell of five, six, seven, eight games where they've actually done anything. Like, and I keep saying this, I get frustrated about Villa fans who just love players who run about. And, and all Buendia needs to do is run around and put a tackle in and everyone loves him. Like, he hasn't done anything. <laughs> like, so it's a similar thing to McGinn. Like, they haven't done anything. So at least, yeah, at least with someone like Ramsey, if he does find his form, he does actually produce goals and produces assists. Whereas the other ones, they just, all they do is like run about and tackle. Now that's like the minimum that you should expect from a, from a footballer. So I just, yeah, I, we, we need a hell of a lot more from our midfielders. It's, it's a joke, really. It is a joke. Um, like loads of comments coming in. I'll come to your team in a set, Rich. Um, Belgian Villa says Martinez, Cash, Moreno, Dendonka as centre back. Mings, Kamara, Louise, Coutinho, McGinn, Durant, and Watkins. Uh, Dini, Buendi, and Bailey can be the ball boys for Martinez goal kicks. Um, Gary says Durant's probably not a starter. I think his fitness is lacking. David says Buendia is a championship player. Norwich saw Villa coming. Um, Richard Tenacity from McGinn is definitely needed in midfield. Martin says Bailey's in Basingstoke, according to Kev. Um, Adamski says some of these players are a mystery to me. Never know what we will get. Um, yeah, Bailey's in Basingstoke. Kev, that's catching on, mate. That is catching on. Um, not saying either is the answer in the long run, but start McGinn at the minute. Um, yeah. Rich says effort costs nothing. Um, David says Ramsey's looked lost under Emery. He thinks he could be replaced in the summer. I think he's looked a bit lost, but I think, like Sam says, coaching, he should. He sh- he's got time to improve, and I think he probably yeah. will. I don't think it's one that we should be we should be losing in the summer. I assume, to be honest, the Villa fans would would not like that either. No, 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 no. 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 Um, actually done that defending a couple of times from Adamski. Richard Edwards said Ming's organisation is his best quality. Adamski says, send Buendia to the gym with Adama Traore. Um, Gary said, we a lot of exciting forward players on paper, but they look stifled and lost. I do think, though, with that goal, particularly highlighted with the goal Coutinho scored the other day, that, and you've obviously, you know, with, with regards to the Gerrard slash, um, you know, Gerrard and now Emery coming in and the, and the lack of a plan. Uh, again, Sam, this is like, this is for you. You can see the plan that Emery wants to play in terms of the pattern of play, and you can see those forwards maybe come into come into life almost if if they continue to keep being coached and keep you playing in that system and that plan that Emery wants. I'm, I'm sure you guys have already touched on this, if not not in this, but in the last bud. But Emery's comments after the Arsenal game where he said we're not improving, that for me was so striking, and it was like the first time in a long time that I really feel like. A, a, a Villa managers come out and not just you know hit some hard truths because they do it all the time and you know because they know fans will respect them for saying it how it is but I think that is such a such a like a deep assessment of what's going on where he says we're not improving and I'm frustrated by it and he's absolutely right and I think that's the problem with Villa is is we're not improving and I think part of that is down to personnel but I think part of it like you say Rich a big part of it is down to to coaching like Management is fine where you do the tactics and you try and, you know, you know the best way to play football. But if these players don't know how to play, you know, that system, and if these players don't quite understand what it is that you're asking them to do, because a lot of them can do it. Like, there's nothing that Jacob Ramsey as an athlete cannot do, you know? And as a footballer, he's got bags of talent. But if he doesn't really know what you want from him, and you've got to remember, and no disrespect to any footballers out there, 
But, you know, these guys aren't, you know, they're not engineers. They're not like, you know, IQ off the charts. They need to be instructed and they need to be taught constantly. That's why they have training sessions every day. That's why players who are 35 years old still go to training because they need to be taught and, and, and they need to adapt. And I think you're absolutely right. A bit of coaching go a long way with this team. But I think ultimately, as a lot of the comments have said, this is going to be a personnel issue. Yeah, we're, going to, need, we're going to need to clear, and we have actually had a really good clear out. But, but, I, I, but I actually think that's one of the issues though with, with Emery. What he's finding is that, admittedly, they've not had a pre-season. They've not had you know twelve months. They've not had a real chance to get the plan in place. But I think he's been there long enough now to get a lot of his ideas through, and a lot of them have got through. And we've certainly seen a change in play. But I think his frustrations are now he doesn't think some of the players are good enough to do what he wants them to do, whether that's ability-wise, whether that's mentality-wise. And I think that's where these frustrations are now coming out because, you know, the reality is is that, you know, you, you can coach, you can coach, you can coach, but he must be making some of these points over and over again since, what is it, November, since he came on board? And, you know, if you're getting pushed in March and we're still having some of the same problems, then admittedly some of them will get better, absolutely. And I think Jacob Ramsey will be one I'd have absolute confidence that would improve. But I think some of them, I think maybe their um, their time in, in a Villa shirt is up come, come the summer. Yeah, yeah. Rich, we'll get your lineup on. How is that? Is that any different to Kev? And it's a little bit different to... Actually, it's a combination of the two. Yeah, um, it's a little bit of a combination. I th- no, I don't have McGinn. Um, um, yeah, Ramsey, that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I think it's a, a slightly different formation as well. Um, I think the form that Coutinho showed against Arsenal means he, he should start for me. And he, we can afford to carry one luxury player against that um, up against that Everton midfield. So I think Coutinho should be it. I can see... Ramsey having the legs over McGinn, he can run with the ball better. We spoke about Everton's um, ageing midfield, let, let's say, earlier. I, th- I think having a Ramsey that can do something with the ball and keep the ball uh, a bit better than McGinn will will be more beneficial. The, the back five picks itself. I, I think Duran deserves a go. I think he deserves a, a start. You know, we can always change it if it's not working, but they're going to have some experienced professionals in that defence on, on Saturday and we need to give him something to worry about. We've already seen Tarkowski score against Arsenal. If you've only got one player up, up top, they're going to have a bit more freedom to, to roam around. So I think, listen, I, 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 I like Durant a lot. I think he's he's got an edge. He's got a, an energy. He's, he's he, you know, you, you will have saw him on, on Saturday try and get the crowd going. It's that connection with fans for me is, is always so important when, when a player has, has got that. So I think Watkins could do with a, a bit of a hand. I feel like, you know, that uh, Lewis, Kamara, Ramsey, there's enough there. Um, if you have got Moreno and, and, and Cash pushing up either side, I I would, I'd like Emery to go out and try and win the game. I'll be disappointed if the formation is one to, to not lose. Um, and I think there were times against Arsenal where we showed we, we, we could play but we just bottled it eventually. And okay, one argument is we bottled it against top of the league and they were a class team and we went toe-to-toe with them for, what, 75 minutes. Another argument is they'd played a game, what, 60-odd hours before us 
and we were playing a tired Arsenal team and we still couldn't beat them. But I think, you know, to, to touch on some of the points that you're making there, I think Emery will bring in some new faces. I think he's, we're not going to get relegated and we're not going to get European football. So he's almost got a free shot. So he should play some of the younger players and see what he's got. If, you know, and Ashley Young, as much as I, I think he's, he's a great professional to have around the club, he's not going to be a starter next season. So, we should give players like Ramsey a bit more game time, players like Duran a bit, a few more minutes because we're going to need him a fair bit next season. So the more we can blood these players in now without the fear of relegation, I think I think the better, really. I think something really interesting about what Rich has just said is he's, he's bang on. As a, as a game plan, we can't expect all of our goals to come from Ollie Watkins. Like, I know he's, he's in decent form. He scored, what, four and four? And that's great. But Ollie Watkins is not a consistent scorer. And even though he's been taking his chances really well and his his expected goals is is low and his, his return is high, Ollie Watkins has never done that consistently over a season and he won't do it. No, so what he needs to do... Well, yeah, exactly. He's, he's, a, he's a player who looks quality and spells how he got in the England team. Um, but we need to now build a system where we're getting goals from multiple sources, which is why it was nice to see Coutinho score the other day. And, you know, we were, you know, obviously Bundy didn't, didn't score the goal, but that little step over just to leave the ball for Coutinho and that awareness behind, we need that kind of stuff. And we need goals from everywhere. We need, you know, the centre-backs. I, I'm, I'm not, I can't remember the last time. I think it's, a joke, mate. Not, it's a joke. I've not seen a centre-back yeah. score from a header from a corner uh, for Villa for God knows how long. We never score from set pieces. We don't score, you know, like we're just so dependent on on a striker who's mediocre at best. And, and Sam, two, two things on, on, on that. I mean, we all said like the back five picks themselves, basically, but we've conceded 11 goals in three games. Maybe they shouldn't pick themselves. And if Ollie Watkins has scored four in four, that still leaves us seven short from, from you know, <laughs> Getting the, the the goals he would have needed to, to get get draw. So yeah. I think yeah. Adam, Adamski said Courtney Hawes at Old Trafford, and that yeah. yeah. And <laughs> it tells was, you. Kevin's desperate. desperate to get in here because he's desperate to do a show on what does Austin uh, what does Austin McPhee <laughs> actually I'm do? Guessing. <laughs> and I know, I know, I know, I know. One of the other podcasts is going to do it before me, and I'll be so annoyed. But um, yeah, um, do, do a what one one man show. If McPhee was to do the little dance that Arteta was doing on Saturday, that would be enough for me. I don't know if you all saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Adam's just said McPhee out. I don't think I've ever seen like a, a chart like a, an assistant assistant coach who does one thing out. Like this, this poor guy is so insignificant in the grand scheme of things. He's, he's still getting targeted. But I think, That's the reason. Yeah, yeah. Wider point of it, right? A lot of people are saying, I'll oh, wait till Diego Carlos comes back because he looked decent in his first few games. And the pressure that guy's got, he's not even played four or yeah. five games for Villa, yeah. and he's the savior. And this is the thing with Villa whoever's not playing is the best player to play. And that's, yeah. you know, that's where we're at. Our back five picks itself because it's the best we've got, it's almost all we've got. And, you know, I think it's, it is. I like concert. I like him a lot. I've always been a big fan of his. He's got inconsistencies in his game, and he won me six hundred quid the other day with his uh, with his ridiculous yellow card. We yeah. all celebrated against Man City, but um, yeah. apart from that, you know, he, he he needs someone beside him to tell him what's going on. It's hard for Mings to do that and have the authority that we know he's got when he makes so many mistakes. And 
I feel so bad for him because he's punished for every single one. I think George was saying it. He's never made a mistake that hasn't resulted in a goal. And it's it's just bad luck because he's not a bad player and he's he does really good things, but he's just um he's not it. We think we need we need a we need a, we need a lot of new personnel in. I really think we do. Kev, what did you want to say on, on McPhee? Yeah, I was gonna say I'm desperate to do this show, but I'm thinking the more I've been making this point around, maybe it's the players have got you know, just they've got certain limits. And maybe when you see the level of McFree's frustration after some of these goals, we can see maybe they're not doing what he's asking them to do. And maybe he's maybe maybe the new the new show is going to be is is McFee the fall guy? Should it be yeah. what we we want the players out? Say we want the players out because um, he he can't be that bad, can he? Surely, but me you know with Conza and Mings weren't dominating the air, and maybe there was the odd goal here or there. But you know we felt like you know under Smith whatever, but. It's not like when a cross comes in from a corner, they even look like they're remotely going to get their head on it and score. No, you I know, Nick, they don't touch it. They're coward. They don't stick their head in, and I think he's got a point there. I think you look yeah. at like Tarkovsky and a Ben oh. Me or someone like that. They they'll be prepared to like smash into the post. Yeah. A Duffy, a Dunk, a Dan Burn, you know, or players like that. It's so look. It, it, we, we, we lack ideas, don't we? Yeah. You know, we, I mean, we, the delivery's got to be good as well, though. Yeah. It's it's worth saying that Tyrone Mings is six foot five as well, by the way. Yeah, but like an absolute brick yeah. He's yeah. he's massive. Like, don't he is taller than Buendia if he jumped at the highest point he could. Yeah, jump. like yeah. he's and the thing is, he's just he he's built perfectly to go and attack a, a a ball, you know. And he just he doesn't. I never see him get his head on it. I never even see him close to it. He always seems to be sideways like that. Yeah, he's never attacking a ball head on, and it's uh, it's it is frustrating, but. Yeah. Is what it is. yeah. Um, boys, before I get your predictions and uh, before we just round off with a couple of other little bits of news or we'll go through some stats. But while I'm just getting the screen up, guys, again, just a quick thank you for everyone uh, for subscribing. Um, please do hit the like button, help us spread the word of the channel, help us grow the channel. And do please um, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Um, Taylor, the tape now, Everton, I've seen all the stats from Villa Stato. Um, he's a friend of the show. He always, he, he, when he's watching, he provides us with some statistics. But I don't think we've. I think it's something like we. Is it, is it something like since we've come back up, we haven't lost to Everton or something like that? Winning five, yeah. drawing two. Um, and, 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 and thinking about that, mate, as well. That that point is we talked about about Traore and El Ghazi, but there was that. Remember that? I remember that goal that El Ghazi scored. Or what, I think we beat him two one away. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. it was Traore setting up, passing it across. I think McGinn was in the mix. El yeah, Ghazi, right in the top corner. Players yeah, are gone atmosphere, best atmosphere at Villa Park for a long time that night. Back oh, the, the 2-0 one. Oh, eight. that was unreal yeah, when Wesley scored as well, yeah. Incredible, yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah, that's one of my most, that's one of my best nights at Villa Park ever, Brilliant. I think. That and, that and the Atletico Madrid, Stan Collymore. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, anyway. Showing your age there, Rich. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, head-to-head, so played 55 games in the Premier League. Um, and 23 wins for Villa, 13 for Everton. Um, we've won eight games at Goodison. Um, Rich, I'm sure you've talked a lot about that 3-2 win under O'Neill. Um, oh, brilliant. When game. Ashley Young scored last minute. Brilliant game. Yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I've, I don't think I've seen these stats before. I'm surprised we beat them as, as many times as, as we have. I thought it would have been closer. But yeah, that, that game was, was, was unreal, however many years ago that was. And, and, yeah, listen, if Ashley Young can do that again on Saturday, I'd be a happy man. <laughs> Martin O'Neill, I think, will just run on the pitch again and just go, genius, genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's world class. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, last games, obviously this season won two one, scraped to a two one win. Um won one nil at Goodison last season, Emmy Wendier header. Um three nil at Villa Park, that was a Leon Bailey um cameo, which was that she got injured when he smashed the ball into the net. Uh, and then a nil-nil draw and a 2-1 win. I think that's the one you're talking about, Kev, where El Ghazi smashed it in. So, yeah, decent record over the last five games. Um, look at our look at the current form. Obviously, we've come off the back, we're off the back of three straight defeats. They've got two wins out of the last three, including the win against Arsenal. So they are in the the team in in a little bit more recent form, better recent form, but over five games with, with the same um, six points over the last five games. Uh, in terms of uh, goals, you said, Rich, they don't score. Well, look at that. 0.74 goals scored per game. We're 1.2. Um, goals conceded, though. We're approaching that two goals per game, which is not great. Uh, and they're 1.3. They've actually kept more clean sheets than us. And they do actually create more chances than us. So, yeah, um, we sh- it's a game, like we say, we should we should be winning, but... The stats, the stats tell us it's going to be it's going to be a fairly tough game, particularly on current form. Yeah, so and you, you, think, you think also at which point you made. About, I, I'm surprised to see that we've had almost double the amount of wins when you consider they've probably knocked around the top four more than we have in the Premier League era, mm-hmm. and we've also spent three years in the Championship. You know, so um, it seems that you know we've we've got seemingly a good. And I also don't think Emery's ever lost to Dyche. In the no, Premier that's League. another one. Yeah, that's another oh, one. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. it's nailed on, isn't it? And uh, a player, that's Everton, never, yeah, Everton win, yeah. It's never scored for Everton. It's going to be that 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 young striker's going to get a goal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. McNeil has set him up. Yeah, I want it. to get your want to think you guys to think about your predictions. Um, and guys, get your predictions in in the comments. What do you think the score's going to be on um on Saturday? Um, just a couple of bits to round up news. Um, obviously, sad news about um John Motson today, lads. Um, yeah. Kev. I'll yep. come to you first. Uh, I think Michael there said about um, sheepskin coat will be on display. R.I.P. John Mutson. Um, that's like an iconic I- image of of, of Mutson. And for us, in terms of like the, the commentating, he was just basically the voice of football, wasn't he? It was. I was. I was explaining to my lad today. You know, when when I was like talking about the commentators, and he went, "You mean like Derek Ray?" Because obviously he does FIFA, so that's what he knows, right? It's, it's Derek Ray and Stuart Robson on FIFA. And I was trying to say, if you spoke to most people, even of a, of a young, even a fairly even youngish age, um, and said, "Name me a football commentator," it would Motson would be synonymous with it. And you know, from and I, I was watching stuff about him early. You know, from that that Ronnie Radford FA Cup goal in 1972, which no jokes, I don't remember that one. Um, but um, he said he, he said he made his career. You know, he was he was kind of working for the BBC because that game became the main game on match of the day because non-league obviously beat top top flight. But everything he did over the years, he commented on Beckham's goals, World Cups, and mm-hmm. did it all with that same sort of aura, natural, you know, the, the crazy gang winning the FA Cup, etc., etc. So sorely, sorely missed, really. A real a real iconic figure in, in the game of football and one that I think we've all got great fond memories of. So rest in peace, John. Yeah, definitely. And only in like 77, it's not... Hmm. It's not real, not a big age at the, anymore, is it? It's just real sad, real sad. Really sad. Um, a couple of other things as well, just to um, round up. Gary had asked a question, and I'll come to you, Sam. Um, you've said about the pressure on Carlos, but do you think he'll make a difference when he comes back in March or if he does come back in March? I think he will because I think he's a he's a top-quality player. I mean, I think there's only so much that he can do. You know, if there's... if, if 
you know, if you put him on that left side where Mings is, or put him on the right side where Consa is, you've got Moreno there now who's, uh, you know, they've both played in Spain. They'll understand each other's games. They'll know each other as players. And I think I think what he'll do is he'll bring back a bit of confidence um, because everyone knows he's he's a good you know he's a good player and we won't expect him to make mistakes and they'll be comfortable giving him the ball and he's he's massive as well like I don't know if you've yeah. seen the size yeah. of his legs they look like <laughs> they look like coffee tables they're massive yeah, um, and uh, and I think that's good I think you know introducing introducing quality into the team anywhere will make a difference I think in terms of a practical you know what are we going to stop conceding goals entirely no I don't think we will but will he make us more defensively solid you'd hope so for, for what we spent on him absolutely yeah 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 I think I'll, I'll look forward to him coming back and if, if only just to put a bit of competition back in, into the team for the centre-backs and yeah like you say just a, a big presence and a real leader and I know you, you know you can't it would just be interesting to see what impact he would have had had he not had that terrible injury for the rest of the season so you know we get him back in hopefully we get we get him back fully fit um, Rich, another question from Adamski for you. Um, are we going to get that sport, the sporting director from Real Betis? I don't know if you've seen the news, but there's has been a I can't, I, I, his name escapes me, but um, he's was talking about well, there's two clubs. One of them was meant to be Barcelona. He's ruled himself out of that, and the rumours are it's, it's Aston Villa. That so is this going to be the end of Johan Langer and the new sporting director coming in? Well, I think Tom Hanks had an interview on Saturday for that job, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, Very good. I mean, he, he, he can play most roles, so I think he'd do a good job for us. It's interesting, isn't it? I, I think that, you know, um, the, the problem you have with roles like that is you don't know what impact they have on a club anyway. Because the, the responsibilities change from from club to club. I, I don't know anything about the, this guy from Rabetis. Um, Antonio Cordon is called. Yeah. Uh, studying two very attractive offers: one from Barcelona and one from Unai Emery and Aston Villa. Apparently, didn't, didn't, but he ruled himself just, out of Barcelona. Didn't he just sign for Newcastle from Everton? Antonio Cordon. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> Oh god, we've just lost we've just lost hundred subscribers. We're back to <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to get a tongue. I'll have to get Anthony caught on. No. Sorry, sorry. That sounds like that's probably what he calls himself on football manager. <laughs> when he wants to, he wants to be from Italy or something, he calls himself <laughs> Antonio. You know what to expect from me, Sam. You know what to expect by now, mate. You know what to expect. Uh, do you know what I kind of forgot, like Rich said, I'm a passenger now. I've been so long <laughs> I've been forgot these gems. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but Sam, you are a dad as well now, mate. So these are the yeah. kind of jokes that you should be coming out with. Yeah. Uh, honestly, mate, like I've been t- turning the camera off every couple of minutes to have my McDonald's because uh, this is the only t- time I've managed to have dinner. I'm having dinner at <laughs> Because he won't stop crying. Oh, <laughs> I've got an excuse, but I'm preaching to the choir here. You've all got kids, and uh, and uh, yeah, so I can't I can't complain too much. Um, but yeah, so to be fair, he's he's doing all right with the villa. He, he loves watching he loves watching football, um, and he he does cry every single time we play. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that doesn't change, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Him, is still happening. <laughs> I've got him a few. I've got him a few villa kits, and. Uh, when we're playing playing Arsenal, I thought we'd sit down in our in our villa kits and, and watch it. So I put one on him, and uh, after about thirty seconds, he, he throws up on it. I was like, "That's right, we could change that." Put another <laughs> one on him, he throws up on that immediately, and I was like, <laughs> "Fine." I put a third one on him, and uh, just as as uh, Jorginho scores, 
and I'm getting ready to, you know, violently throw the table out the window. He throws up on the third one, and I don't know what to be more annoyed about, the fact that he's thrown <laughs> up on three kits or that Jorginho's just scored. <laughs> Double annoyance. <laughs> Um, the joys, the joys, mate, the joys. Um, absolutely. But yeah, support this sporting director. I mean, yeah, I, th- I think I think it's going to be obvious that Emery's going to want to bring his own own person in. Whether that means that Langer goes into a more technical role, like st- statistics, or whether he, whether he moves on. But I think it's going. To, I think it's it. I think it's pretty much a done deal. If he's if he's turned Barcelona down and he's Emery wants him, I think it's pretty much a done deal. To be fair, is that so we'll, we'll see. Do you reckon that should be a manager's a manager's remit though? Because the thing is, a sporting director will will long outlive the manager. He's not part of the coaching staff. I mean, I think yeah, it's a good point. structural change to bring in a sporting director. Like it's at club level, and um, so mm. I'm I. They must have a lot of faith in in, in Iamri if they're bringing in sports yeah. that he wants to work with. Well, the, yeah. Well, this this is this is the thing, isn't it? With Villa, like they keep changing their. I remember I remember when we would we were. Like I don't know if it was last year or, or about eighteen months ago, somewhere you were talking about the change in policy from the young from the young players, even before these more experienced like the Cadines came in. You were like, "This policy's changing already," and it was like, and it, and we just we're probably doing it again. We're probably going to be getting Spanish players in, you know, young Spanish well, you players can, and all this. And you can see the comments going to happen. Yeah. Which Edwards says, you know, that it was data-driven targets, young, hungry. So they had a sell-on value. But yeah, yeah. it was almost like push that in the bin and then we just buy experienced Premier League players. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. I think, I think what, what it is as well is it, because it's clearly not working. So they're, they're answerable to, to our owners who have spent a lot of money, um, you know, and they've got to justify the money that they've spent and and the way that the team is going. And I think... Since we got back to the Premier League, I think sort of languishing in, in the second, uh, in the bottom half of the table, I don't feel like, I don't feel like we've really progressed massively. Um, I don't think the style of football's gotten better. I don't, you know, for a few years now, we've kind of been lingering in the same place, but we've tried a lot of different things. We've tried the Austin McFees, we've tried the young kids, we've tried, you know, loads of different things, spending a lot of money on players like Buendia. And I think... I think something's got to give and these owners are the type of owners that will say, look, if it's not working, we're going to try again and again and again um, with something new, which is, which is good for us because at least they're not giving up. Yeah. Yeah. Gary's asking now, are any of our kids Villa fans? Um, I think all of our kids are Villa fans, aren't they? No choice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I mean, he's only four months, but he, he doesn't yeah. need to explain it. My, my son, my son's a full on Geordie Villa fan. Um, so he's been on a football course this week and, uh, wearing his Villa kit proudly around all Newcastle kits, which is pretty tough at the moment, considering they're going to Wembley on, on, Good on Sunday. Um, although on his course, there was another kid uh, who came out with uh, the orange Villa goalkeeping kit on. So oh, I was nice. like, oh, there's another Villa fan there, Aiden. He was like, well, I think he likes Newcastle and Villa, or he, he likes he likes Martinez. So. Oh, he likes it Martinez, was, yeah. yeah. It, was, it, yeah. Was, it was a goalkeeping camp, right? Goalkeeping camp. There were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Predominantly a goalkeeping so, camp, yeah. Yeah. I imagine some of the Newcastle staff would have been there looking for a keeper for the weekend. Yeah, 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 <laughs> probably, yeah, probably. Well, I think <laughs> you set that one up. Set that. Yeah, one up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's either an eight, nine-year-old or Laurie's carriers. So you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. well, Rich, just let Aidan know that when I when I was uh, like twelve, I moved to London, North London, when Arsenal had the Invincibles, and I was a Villa fan. 
and and I was getting absolute dogs abuse. So um, it's all right. They're only they're only third, fourth or fifth in the league at the moment. He, he could put up if I can put exactly. up with being around Invincibles fans. Exactly. No, no, yeah, they're, yeah, they're on a bit of a dodgy run at the moment. But I do, yeah, I do hope they win. Gary said there. I, hope I do hope not hope they win. win. Absolutely not. It's, it'll it, it'll be the start of them winning trophies, and then that will mean they'll get even more players attracted to them. And okay, I just I don't think we're competing with Newcastle for players. Yeah, no, they're competing. They're, 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 they're in. They're right up there now, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I, I, I just keep like, mind. We are. Yeah. I just want to think those teams that are not quite top four yet. We are hopefully. The point we make about this Mate, season... we're competing with Crystal yeah, Palace. Yeah, yeah. Didn't Ben Teke choose Palace over coming back to us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I think, exactly. lads, positivity, right? Next season, we're not going to be in oh, Europe. So oh, fun. you sound like Del Boy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next year. We're not going to be in Europe next season. If, if we go hard in the summer and get some good players in, we're not going to have 30 nights yeah, in the arse end of Europe. So can I, if my auntie had, uh, yeah. can I um, can I give give a little bit of knowledge to everyone on this pod? Everyone there. This season, I've had a bit of a turnaround. Where last season, I was absolutely, I was absolutely gasping after every game. I was so annoyed. I wonder but why. This, but this season, I have stopped expecting. I never expect to win a game. I don't expect Villa to get into the top half. And I'll be honest with you guys, I'm a lot happier in life. That's good. Like, I that's, really that's, am. I think that it comes with being a dad as well, though, Sam, to be fair. Um, <laughs> Kev, I just don't Kev. care about anything anymore. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're just picking up sick, mate. Kev, yeah. um, before we get, we, we'll promise we'll get the score predictions. But before we do that, um, you're the you're the correspondent for Villa Ladies team. And you had a little bit of news that you popped me in the chat before. Uh, obviously, it's been an international break, but still Villa women getting the plaudits. Carla Ward got nominated for Manager of the Month, lost out to Man City Manager. Um, and uh, there was a late call-up to the England ladies squad for Jordan Nobbs, and she's also won the Player of the Month award. Uh, she got a hat-trick, obviously, in the uh, in the game against Brighton. And, you know, after a long association with Arsenal's come to Villa, really hit the ground running. Obviously, great form. I think that are uh, really knocking on the, on, the, on the top three, four positions in the league now. And, and absolute credit to that. It's been a, an unbelievable season for the, for the Villa ladies team. Uh, Rachel Daly got two goals, didn't she? You know, she's been from left back to yeah. um, all of a sudden striker. A lot of competition, obviously, for those places with the likes of obviously Russo, Beth England. But um, it's just great to see, you know, a, a Villa team. <laughs> Admittedly, we'd rather it be the men's team as well. But, um, you know, the, the, the ladies team have done absolutely brilliant stuff. So another award, you know, I think uh, obviously Daly's won awards, Carla Ward's won awards. So, just great for the club and uh, yeah, great work, Jordan. Well done. Top, top. Right, let's get into predictions. So, I'll come to you first, Sam, but because uh, your Adamski's borrowed a leaf out of your book, just go and thinking we're going to lose and expectations are safe. So, what's your prediction for Saturday? Despite what I've just said, there are some games I still hold a bit of expectation. <laughs> um, no, no. To be fair, I, I, I think I feel like we have enough to win. Um, this this weekend, I reckon. Like Rich said earlier, we've played some tough teams and, and it, it's, you know, it's been a bit of a difficult run, but hopefully we'll get back to it. I reckon a 3-1 win. Um, I, I, I'd like to see Ollie Watkins get a goal. I'd like to see Coutinho with another. And I think I think Duran's going to get on the score sheet. I reckon he's going get, to get his first and open his account for the Villa. Nice. Excellent. Jam Jackson, it's been, it is seven years, is it seven years on beating uh, Toffees? I think so. I think that's what we were looking at before. Uh, Belgium, McPhee, uh, Belgium Villa said, a McPhee set piece, 
set piece masterclass for Everton. Three <laughs> 0 Everton. Another concern Martinez masterclass. Brendan and Bailey shots will end up at Anfield, and Martinez's goal kicks will end up in Scotland. <laughs> now I know what he does. He, he goes in with the lowest of expectations, so that then we can then when we win, he's he's, he's happy, and he loses, he says he's right. Um, David says two 0 Villa. Um, Adam says I pray we don't concede from a set pre- piece. One 0 Villa in a tight game for me. Rich, what are you saying, mate? Hello. We lost you. He's leaving us in suspense, lads. He's leaving us in suspense. Um, uh, Kev, oh, here I, he is. Here he is. I'm back here. Yeah. I, I agree with what Sam says. Three-one Villa, and I think it's going to be three headers: Cons and Mings, Martinez. <laughs> Very good. Martinez in the 98th minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do think, I think, I hope it's 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 three one. Um, Watkins, Coutinho, and 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 Duran. Yes, I'm. I think you you've got exactly um, my thoughts spot on. So, and I I think it's going to be tight. You know, I I don't think it's going to be three one early on in the game. I I think it'll be two one for a while. It'll be tight, and we'll just have Duran or, or whether. I'd like him to start. He probably won't. I think he'll score the third with about five minutes left to go. Fair enough. Um, Michael says 2-1 Aston Villa. Adamski says 3-1 Villa win. Uh, Nick James says, I think I must be in a pessimistic mood. I reckon they'll beat us 2-1. We'll throw in a gutless performance and we'll upset Unai. I'll be keeping off Twitter all weekend if so. Yeah, (laughs) me too, mate. Um, Well, actually, I won't. Jam Jack says 2-1 Villa. Um... So, yeah, fairly, fairly, fairly uh, positive. I think Gaza is in the house. He said 2-0 Villa. Kev, what are you saying, mate? 2-0 Villa, Ollie Watkins and um, John McGinn are going to score. That's my prediction. Uh, I think, I think Watkins is, is going to do. I don't know if we mentioned it yet. First Premier League player for Villa to score five games in a row. No, wow, no I didn't know that. No Villa player has ever done that before. So he could be the first player ever this weekend. That'd be amazing. Yeah, so yeah. I expect him to be shooting from everywhere. Yeah, so, um, yeah. yeah, he will know about that. Yeah, and then it was um, literally pulling him out of the hat for the other goal. So uh, I just, yeah, just decided on again. Nice. Villa win away 2 1 from Rich. Uh, Adamski loves the positivity. Paul Welford says 6 0 to Villa. Duran 4, <laughs> Watkins 2. Um, Paul's weekend started early. He's gone the best. Yeah, Belgian <laughs> Villa thinks Ellis, Ellis Sims is going to score, so it's gone 5 0. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two nil Villa as well. I think Watkins, I think Watkins and Duran for me. Um, and yeah, I don't think it'll be an easy game. Uh, I think we'll get one in the first half, and I think we'll get one about 60 70 minutes to kind of seal it after after weathering a storm. But yeah, I think I think we've all gone for a full house of wins, get us back on to um, onto winning ways after three defeats in a row. Um, and hopefully, yeah, push us push us on up that table and potentially start looking at top 10. Lads, it, oh, go on, back, sorry, Kev. So get back on Sunday night and talk about how we were all wrong and we can be moaning. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Me and Kev, myself and Kev are going to the game as well. So we, uh, we'll yeah. be enjoying it. Hopefully coming back with, with the three points. Um, boys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Rich, Sam, how does it feel to be back on the pod? Yeah, it's it's uh, if, like I've never left. <laughs> nice, nice, Sam. 
it's like community service. I've got to do it every now and then. Me and Kev, me and Kev just keep, you know, every week without fail, and you lads just stroll in. It was we're adding a bit, bit with like the sprinklings on top. You guys are the consistent. Sam, Sam, yeah. it turns out, it turns out you can polish a turd. Look what we've done. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I just say as well, Sam, you've clearly never had community service because community service isn't just something you choose to do whenever you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I'll send us you to 18 hours of community service when I fancy it. When I fancy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> if you, if well, you yeah. If you guys give you can pick and choose. Yeah, good chance. Exactly. Good chat. Yeah. Yeah, great avenue on, boys. Great avenue on. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we get the win on on Saturday. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Uh, And the comments, like we always say, they really do make the show. So, yeah, it's fantastic. All the comments coming in. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for helping us get to 1,000 subscribers. Keep your eye out for a a 1,000 subscriber giveaway in the next few days. Um, Boys, as I say before, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, Only one thing to remember is... We'll follow the pillar. Bye, everyone. Cheers, all.